Hi, my name is John Garfield. It's March 5th, 2018. Most of us have been raised with the concept that God is high and holy and he resides in heaven to sovereignly reign over ant-like people <laughs> like you and me who struggle with problems and sin and daily issues. So in, since I viewed God as way up high, I never fully grasped the impact of concepts of proximity to him. Uh, John 15 15 talks about uh, how he calls us friends instead of servants, and then he makes known to us the master's business. Ephesians 2.6 says, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places. Uh, 1 Corinthians 3.9, Jesus did what he saw the Father doing, and we were called co-workers with Christ. In uh, Revelation 3.20, he knocks on our door and offers to eat with us, have a conversation. Uh, Revelations 4.4 um, John saw 24 other thrones around Jesus and the Father. And uh, I want to suggest to you that God has always had this concept of a divine counsel. He's always surrounded himself with uh, other created beings and, and now uh, sons of God, us. He, he's interested in, in having communion or fellowship or conversation with people like you and me. So the first divine counsel... Uh, there's something in the heart of God that he surrounds himself with counsels and friends and co-laborers from the very beginning. So I recently read uh, a book called The Unseen Realm by Michael Heiser, and I just think it's must-reading, so I highly recommend it. And uh, when God said, let us create man in our image, he was talking with his counsel. Uh, and when the sons of God married the daughters of men and created the Nephilim, some of his counsel fell into rebellion. So this counsel was apparently created beings, not necessarily angels, not humans, had some aspect of uh, divinity to them. They were not God, don't get me wrong. Uh, so the, these, this counsel, these sons of God, as they're called in Genesis 6, were still present after the flood to help with the Tower of Babel. So God confused their languages. And they were still present after the flood. So he, he also let them have nations that were assigned to rule. And he just kept Jacob or Israel for himself. So the reason the nations still rage against God is that those same spiritual entities or giants or Nephilim uh, in, a, in the spiritual dimension uh, still have uh, a, a hold or a rebellion against God. And Ephesians 6.12 calls them powers and principalities and authorities. And, and uh, so that's the, the premise of Heiser's book. So I'm interested in talking to you about, you know, so, so what are the ramifications? <laughs> All creation is waiting for the new sons of God, Romans 8, uh, 18, to join the divine council and replace those who fell. And and replace their rule over nations, which the, the nations belong to God. Um, Psalms 2. He's bringing many sons to glory in this life for a purpose, and, and that's the Great Commission. And it's our job to disciple nations in uh, Matthew 28 and bless nations in Genesis 12. Same thing. That's our Great Commission. Um, so... Jesus is the firstborn of many brothers, and he's not ashamed to call us friends. Why is that? Well, we are the sons called to be part of his council. 
And that's the message behind all the intimate language. Thrones, crowns, friends, sons, brothers, kings and priests, co-laborers, sharing his glory, reigning with him. All this language in the New Testament, uh, and throughout the Bible for that matter, is uh, because uh, we're, we're reigning with him because the nations belong to the Father and we're, uh, they're also the inheritance of his sons, which is me and you. <laughs> So in Psalms 2, 7, and 8, it says, I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son today, and I have become your father. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. So we need to ask that big. So how? How do we do that? How do I enter a council now? So uh, first, I mean, step one is to realize it's, it's not just a promise for when you die and go to heaven. Okay, it's for now. Uh, so I'm not really a, a desperate, wicked sinner anymore. Uh, since I've been redeemed, my identity is king. He's the king of kings, not the king of servants and sinners. So I know that God values relationship with me in the sense of inviting me to his counsel. He values my heart's desires. He invites my initiative. He welcomes my participation in the kingdom. Uh, we're part of his army, part of his kingdom, part of uh, those he calls kings and priests and part of his heavenly counsel. Before it's over, we'll even judge angels, the Bible says. Um, so I know uh, what the Father's business is, and, and I'm willing to put the kingdom first, and I'm happy to be part of this grand scheme to disciple nations and fill the earth with his glory. And there are still literal giants present for us to overcome, just like Caleb did. Yet our Father is often asking us, What's your desire? How shall we do this? And, and uh, I'm part of a team. So that gets ex kind of exciting. It, to, for me, it puts the kingdom in perspective that this original council rebelled. I mean, we, we have the fall of Adam and, you know, sin entered the cosmos or the world because of that. So we have that issue that Jesus' redemption addresses. But we have another one that's uh, equally serious, was the fall of this divine council, or at least part of it. And uh, so Jesus is redeeming that aspect of the fall as well. How? You and me. <laughs> We're invited to, uh, you know, go to uh, heavenly places, go to this divine council, and, and be part of it. Be part of the strategy, be part of hearing what God's saying, and uh, being part of uh, creating this uh, team to, to make it all happen. So I want to suggest we, uh, you know, start the conversation and uh, give ourselves permission to do that. So there's more in the, in the newsletter that uh, I'm, I'm not uh, completing, and I recommend you read it. And I just want to suggest that we all face the chaos of trials and disappointments. It's, um, those things are something are simply topics we take up to this council um, with God in, in prayer and, and realize there, there are other sons of God present. And there's a safety in that multitude of counselors. Uh, it's not multiple gods. There's one God with whom we worship, <laughs> one Holy Spirit. There's one Jesus who gave us our redemption. But there's still this counsel. There's still this invitation for you and I to occupy thrones. Um, 
So you'll come away from that meeting uh, in the presence of God with practical wisdom, a change of heart, and a sense that your Father is with you. We really are winning. The world is a better place by every measure, every year. And experiencing heaven starts before we die. This is not stuff for, you know, the by and by of heaven. We were purchased to be kings and priests who reign with him on earth to help build the kingdom and bless nations. And that door to heaven is standing open now. And I just want to suggest to you, I'm a middle-of-the-road kind of guy when it comes to theology. But uh, I'm realizing that, that this... Uh, this idea of, of having uh, visions, of entering the throne room, of being part of God's council is real. And, and so we have to take a look at it. Uh, listen to Revelations 4, 1 and 2. I looked and therefore there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice I heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. So here's what I'm seeing. There is, a, for, for all of us, there is a door in heaven open right now, and there's a voice saying, come up here. Uh, it's like Ephesians 2 talks about uh, being seated with him in heavenly places. That's literal um, in, in the sense that there's access in heaven for us. And um, there, there is a dimension of ruling and reigning with him um, in, from heaven, not just fighting battles down here. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm giving your people permission around the world, Father, to access your presence, to uh, be part of your counsel. To Lord, you said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open, I will come in and sup with him. So, Father, we want to have that conversation over a meal. Uh, we want to hear the strategies of heaven. We don't want to cooperate with what you're doing to build the kingdom. And, Father, we're just saying... In, in, in humility and, Father, with eagerness and delight, here am I, send me. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just speak a blessing to people watching this video in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have a great week.